Hello everyone. Today we are going to read from the book of Matthew chapter 19 verses 13 to 15. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Ellie, for reading our scripture. That warmed my heart, didn't it? Love it. We hope to have more of that from our children, our students, uh, reading the Word of God. There's so much we can learn from them. Makes my heart feel good, though, doesn't it? Uh, Speaking of feeling good, we all love a good story that makes us feel good. Kind of warms the heart. And there's a a great story right now, kind of a heartwarming story, uh, that's going on in the world of sports. If you're not a San Francisco fan, you may not know it, but uh, the story involves this year's draft pick. The starting quarterback of the 49ers, his name is Brock Purdy. When Brock was playing college ball, he was playing at Iowa State, and he graduated this last year and decided to go pro. Nobody knew, or nobody, it wasn't the expectation he would go first draft pick, nothing like that. But we thought, you know, middle rounds he might be picked. But it turns out that all seven rounds went, and there was one pick in the draft left, and Brock's name had not been called until the 224th pick. They picked Brock Purdy, the 49ers, and uh, he was the fourth quarterback. They didn't think that he would even make the squad, but he did. He made it as the third-string quarterback. But something to be known about this pick, the last pick of the draft has a name, and it's called Mr. Irrelevant, all right? Not really cool if that's you, but it really what they're saying is, glad you made it to the NFL. Nobody's going to hear of you. You're not going to get any playing time. You're not going to set any records or anything like that. You're just happy to be here. But as the situation would unfold, both the 49ers starting quarterbacks, Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, went down with pretty major injuries. And about halfway through the season, San Francisco was about five wins, four losses, kind of a mediocre season so far. It was time for Mr. Irrelevant to take the football field. And I think most 49er fans would say, well, okay, it was a nice run. We tried. But uh, it's going to be the end of the season now. But he won that game. In fact, he won the next five games. They finished the season 13-4. and four. They went to the wild card, and they won that game. Last week, they played against my beloved Cowboys, and they beat them. And now they play today at noon, and uh, Brock Purdy has the opportunity, if they win against Philadelphia Eagles, they can go to the Super Bowl. Not bad for Mr. Irrelevant, right? Um, I bring that up is because in the scripture that we read, if you were to ask the disciples what they thought about children, especially children taking precious time from Jesus, they might say that they are irrelevant. 
but they really don't matter, right? It's the adults that are relevant, the adults that are the important people. But as Jesus uh, unfolds in this story, he shows that, no, 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 disciples, you have it all wrong. Our children are very relevant. They're very important in the kingdom of God. And so I wonder what we think about that in our church. You know, do we have a church that has people that kind of have a, a little ranking? There are some people that are a little bit more important and relevant than others. Uh, maybe, you know, the pastors and the elders and missionaries, uh, ministry leaders, maybe those who give, those who serve, they might be considered more relevant than others. But those who have little to give might be a little more irrelevant. And I hope that if anybody were to ask you, if that's the case, that you would give a resounding no. That is not the belief here at Ambassador Church, that we believe that everybody has value and importance. Everybody has a role in the kingdom of God and in the body of Christ. We think that that's really in line with the Gospels too. You know, when Jesus taught, you can't read many of his teachings without there being a reference to a child. Even just that whole, uh, the concept of eternal life goes back to childhood when he's in John chapter 3 when he's with Nicodemus he says if you want to be born again if you want to enter the kingdom of God you are you need to be born again you need to become like a child right he he uses this language of being a child and even in that in in as we converse with God he says that we in, we approach God as a father we're his children he's the one that gives good gifts to his children he's not when a child asks for food or for water he's not going to give them stones and scorpions no he gives good gifts and even Jesus as he's interacting with his father he uses that familiar term abba right dad or daddy it's very familiar and so he sets this concept of this of the children of God and God our father but yet he uses children often in, in his miracles and in his, uh, as he's teaching the people. Remember the time when he fed 5,000 people. Who did he use? He used a little boy's fish and bread to feed all those people. Uh, he uses children throughout the story. Remember even when, um, it, when they're in the temple and they're singing um, Hosanna in the highest, who is singing that? It's the children that are singing that. And in today's passage, uh, we're going to look at two different passages. We see him using children to teach adults about the kingdom of God. So it, they're very important. Very important to the life of the gospel. They're important into our church. Why are they important? Because our mission is to make the name of Jesus known. It means all people. It's not to make the name of Jesus known to adults right, or to those who are relevant, is to make the name of Jesus known to all people. Nobody at this church is too young to begin a, a, a journey of discipleship. I mean, think about that. Uh, when we think about discipleship, we often think about adults and all of that, but we here believe that even the youngest baby that comes here is starting a process of discipleship. That when a mother brings a, a young baby, say a three-month-old, and takes that baby to the nursery, that that process of discipleship begins as that baby is delivered into the hands of some saints that love that baby and are going to care for that baby, provide a safe place, pray over that baby, sing songs with that baby to introduce them to the truths of Scripture. We believe that discipleship begins even with the youngest 
And it happens in the nursery. It happens with toddlers. It happens uh, all through kindergarten and elementary school with our bridge and into uh, youth ministry. That we believe that God has brought these people and they are precious and they are important and we want to introduce them to the name of Jesus so they would know him and love him. So today at Ambassador Church, we want all ages, each person, to know the wonderful name of Jesus. It's our responsibility, it's our privilege to introduce them to Jesus. These children are not projects or somebody just to entertain while the adults learn. No, they are valuable members of our community that we get to not only teach but learn from them. So today we're going to focus on children's ministry. Okay, we'll take a few minutes, but uh, even if you don't have kids or if your kids are grown up, there's some truths in here that I think all of us can hold on to. And so we'll, we'll look at two passages from Matthew, from Matthew 19 and Matthew 18. And as we look at that, we're, we're reminded that we get to teach our children the name of Jesus, but all, we're also reminded that we get to learn from them about the name of Jesus. So we'll look at those passages today. First, we get to teach. We have the privilege of teaching our children the name of Jesus. This is perfect because Jesus encouraged his children to come close to him. In Matthew 19, which was just read, it says, The people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. But pay attention to what is happening. Jesus is out doing his public ministry, and parents are bringing their children to Jesus so that he could pray for them, that he could bless them. Now, what would make a parent do that? What would make a parent bring their little children to, to some stranger? They would do that because there's something that's captivating them. There's something about Jesus, just his love, his compassion, his wisdom, that's drawing these parents to, to say, please, bless my child. Would you pray over my child? There was something that was very important about what they're experiencing with Jesus. But the disciples rebuked them. The disciples were getting annoyed, and they start saying, you know, can you, can you move along? Get out of here. I, I'd imagine, as I played it in my mind, it's probably Simon the Zealot. You know, he's, he's so on fire. He's, he's like, you know, full tilt all the time, pedal the metal. I could see him being the first one annoyed, you know, and then him getting Peter, like, Peter, come on over here, and we stop them from, from coming to Jesus. And, and so the disciples may be making a wall, but as I see it in my mind, I see Matthew over there in the corner. Matthew, remember, he's a tax collector. I can see him looking for some cardboard, some markers, putting up a sign. Prayers for Jesus, 10 shekels. You know, hey, let's make some money out of this, you know. Let's be opportunistic with this. But, uh, but the reason, why are they frustrated? Because Jesus had just been talking about some important things. He's talking with some important people. All right, the Pharisees are there, and they're talking about marriage, divorce, and the importance of being a eunuch for God. That's, that's the topic, right? That's what they're, they're getting into, and they're, they're listening. But then 
these children start coming and parents and now it's a photo op with Jesus and it's interrupting their teaching and they're, they're frustrated. They want to go talk about what is it like to be a eunuch for God. That's important. Let's talk about the important things. But Jesus stops them. He says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. Stop that, you guys. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Yeah, Jesus starts talking about one of his favorite topics, the kingdom of heaven. And he says, you guys, you're in the kingdom of earth. You're in the kingdom of Israel. Right? And you're all concerned about these adults and about the important people. But the kingdom of heaven is not built that same way. Change the way you think, right? That's what we talked about last week. Transform your mind. Start thinking along the lines of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is built for these children. Right? But they are important. They have an important place in the kingdom, and you need to understand that. If you're going to be in my kingdom, you need to understand how important they are. See, if we, in Ambassador Church, are to make the name of Jesus known, if we are to build the kingdom, then we need to keep bringing these children to Jesus. We need to hear these words of Jesus. And you as parents, keep bringing your children to Jesus. Keep doing all that you can to provide a place where they would hear the name of Jesus, where they would come to know him and love him. We think it's important for us to build a culture, an environment, a a safe place for our children to come and learn and grow to hear these stories of Jesus, to uh, let that impact their hearts. We don't believe that, chi- that, that children's ministry is just child care or daycare, right? And I, I got to thank our, our previous um, children's director, Lydia Wilds, when she was here on staff, whenever we'd be in a meeting and we'd be talking about something after church, we'd say, hey, uh, can we get child care for that? And she would just stop us right then and there said, this is not child care. This is not what we're doing. We're not just throwing coloring sheets out. We are taking every moment we can to disciple our children, to teach them and introduce them to Jesus. And I thank God for that. And she changed that culture, even on our staff, that we don't see things, even if it's after church, as just, just some child care, some daycare, just to occupy them. We believe that these are moments to continue to show them who Jesus is. And so we see this ministry is not just just Sunday school or educational, but it's heart transformation. And it's teaching our kids how to begin this life of walking and talking and abiding with Jesus. Nobody's ever too young for that. And so as we hear this message of Jesus saying, let the children come to me, this is the kingdom of God, we want to take that at heart and we want to provide all that we can So our children can know the name of Jesus. So the first part is we will teach them. Jesus, we will continue to bring them to Jesus. But there's a second part of that. And that's what we can gain. We, as adults, can learn so much from children. We can learn from them. We can learn from our children how to welcome Jesus so it's a temptation to kind of think, that, okay, we get to teach the children, but we got to step back and remember that we get to learn from them too, each one of us, all of us. Now look at Matthew 18. Just flip over a page if you're in your Bible to the previous chapter. 
Matthew 18, it starts in verse 1. It says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> if you stop and think about that, that's a funny question. I mean, it's kind of an internal discussion now. It's just the disciples, you know. So Jesus, who's really the greatest, you know, <laughs> in this kingdom? Verse 2, he says, He called a little child to him. And placed the child among them. He said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. There's, this is powerful, you guys. This is powerful. I mean, here they are arguing or want to know who is the greatest in the kingdom of God. And we love doing that. We always talk about who's the greatest, who's the greatest of all time. You know, who's the goat? Is it Tom Brady or, or Kobe or Michael or Wayne Gretzky or Muhammad Ali or whatever sport? We just, we'd love to have these kind of conversations. Who's the greatest? And here they are saying, who's the greatest in your kingdom? Jesus, when your kingdom comes, who's, who's the greatest? And may I make a, you know, suggestion that I might have a title in your kingdom, you know? Not like assistant to the manager, but, you know, the assistant manager, that's what we'd like, you know, things like that, right? We love the titles, and they were doing the same thing. We want titles. We want to know. And he stops them right there. He brings a child and stands them before them. And again talks about the kingdom of God, Right? talks about the kingdom of God, and he says, unless you change and become like this child, you will never enter the kingdom of God into the kingdom of heaven. It will not, not happen. You have to enter in through this lowly position of a child. That's who is the greatest in, in heaven. And then he says, whoever welcomes one in my name welcomes me. It's a strong statement that unless you change... If you enter that, if you come in with that mindset, like who's the greatest, I'm the greatest, you're the greatest, who's the greatest, that's not the kingdom of heaven. That's not our values. That's not how it works here. You're not going to come in like that. You have to become like a child. What does that mean? I mean, what does a child have to offer? They can't fight in the military. They can't make a lot of money. They don't have a lot of wisdom to share. They can't teach others. They can't carry heavy things. You know, what? What can they do? How can they be useful in the kingdom of heaven? That doesn't make any sense, Lord. That's because of just who they are. They're dependent. They are dependent on adults to take care of them. And if you want to come into the kingdom of heaven, you are, you are to become dependent on God your Father to take care of you. Uh, children trust. They're usually very trusting. They trust the people around them, saying, no, they're not going to hurt me. They're going to they're take care of me. And having that same concept as we come into relating with the Lord, we trust him. We said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. You're, you have all good things for me. You're going to take care of me. I trust you with my life. They're also children, in this, especially in this culture, they're they're the low and they're the servants. They have this very humble heart. 
He says, if you, you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you have that, same humble, have that same humble heart. You're not here to be served. You're here to serve other people. And so as he teaches about this kingdom of heaven, he has this child and he says, you have to become like that. There's a lot that you can learn. That you learn from other adults and you learn how to rank people and how to um, get power or get ahead of them. But don't do that. Become like the child. Be humble, be trusting, be dependent. He says then one more thing. He says, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And that to me seems like a very important phrase. Whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. Right? When you welcome even the little child, in the name of Jesus, when you show them that love, you're welcoming Jesus. That's powerful. Did you know that we have 50 little opportunities for you every Sunday to welcome Jesus by welcoming these children to the church? I, I love it. It's one of my favorite things when I look back on the, in the patio and I see a little child come up to somebody. Maybe it's their Sunday school teacher. Or maybe it's just an adult they've gotten to know. And they come up and they give them a hug or a little you know, handshake or whatever. It's, it's a beautiful thing when I see that happen in the church. I love that. And to me, that's the, the essence of just this beautiful Christian community where we're sharing the love of Christ. And, and I don't know if you've thought about it this way, but when you welcome these children, whether you're a teacher in Sunday school and you're welcoming them in the classroom or you're seen out there by the donuts or whatever, it's our chance to welcome and, 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 and to draw closer to Jesus. If this kind of language sounds familiar, it's, it is. It's a little later on in, in, in Matthew when Jesus is talking about the righteous and the unrighteous. And, and he says, when you, when you fed the homeless, you fed me. When you gave water to the thirsty, you gave water to me. When you clothed the naked, you clothed me. And here he's saying the same thing. When you welcome the child, you are welcoming me. That's important. It's significant. And those are opportunities that we have each and every day, each and every Sunday, to love these children. So when we look at children, we kind of say, how important are they? They're very important. They're very relevant. Children are not Mr. Irrelevant. It's not that they don't matter or we're waiting for them to, to finally become productive members of society, turn 18, and now they're, they're important. No, here in the church, it's always different than the world. And we see these children as very important people that we, one, get to introduce to Jesus and to share the gospel story. But it also, we get to learn and we get to be changed by them. So may Ambassador Church be a place where we see our children as gifts from God that we get to share, we get to introduce to Jesus, but we get to learn about Jesus ourselves. With that, I want to introduce you to Tina Tran, who runs our children's ministry. She's our children's ministry director. And you may not, um, yeah, we can clap. 
Uh, Tina has been on staff for a little while. She was in Brea leading children's ministry there, and then and now she's she's here with us. But I wanted just to to give Tina a few minutes for one for you to get to know her. Who is it that is organizing this ministry and and teaching and discipling our kids? But um, so that you can get to know her and 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 support her and pray for her. But I just want to give her an opportunity just to share from her heart a little bit about herself and what God has put on her heart. So Tina, here you want this? You can you can have the the important podium, but um, let's take take a few minutes and just share from your heart. Hello everyone, my name is Tina Chan. Ooh, sorry, I was a little nervous, camera shy. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I am the children ministry director here at Ambassador and it has been a true joy to serve God and his people in this way. Um, God has been working in our midst, and I am here to share a glimpse of that through my life and in this ministry. As some of you may know, um, I was diagnosed with cancer last year. Um, I wanted to thank you for your prayers, and um, <clears throat> as I continue to fight through this, um, praise God that he has been using this for his glory. Um, through my cancer journey, I have been given opportunities to share my faith to people around me even to these children here at Ambassador Church. When I was absent from service during my treatment, um, a child noticed when I came back, when I first returned, and curiously asked me where I've been. Um, I immediately took the opportunity to share how faithful and good our God has been to me through this trial. Um, during my absence in ministry, God brought along faithful workers to hold down the fort. However, there is still a growing need as the children's ministry continues to grow in number. With this growing number comes growing needs. Um, after the merge of Anaheim and Brea, there's just been an increase of children um, from probably 20 to 50. Um, from after, I just remember September merging comes October, and I've, in the children ministry, we, we doubled the classes from three to six uh, within the first month. And from there, there's just, there's just growing needs. Uh, we, we doubled the teachers. We, we just have so many um, opportunities within the ministry to serve, such as um, being a teacher, an assistant, um, even as potentially having choir for the kids and um, even greeting the kids as they, they come in and saying goodbye to them after. Um, as the saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child. Children's ministry is part of the village. It is a place for them to help parents lay a biblical foundation for them at a young age so that they may be equipped to face the world. It's an opportunity for discipleship and to help them grow in love for and in knowledge of our God. If you're looking for ways to serve this church, please consider partnering with me in serving at Children's Ministry. Um, this time, I would like to ask two of my volunteers to just share their experience and their calling into Children's Ministry. Can I have Adam and Tiffany come up just to share? Hi, I'm Tiffany, or Miss Tiffany, or teacher, um, as I'm called. Um, I want you to raise your hand if you had a great Sunday school teacher, right? I thought of you, Jim. I thought of your story. <laughs> and Sunday school teachers are memorable people. And um, I didn't become a believer until I was an adult, so I missed out. But when I became a believer, I first started um, in ministries doing hospitality and small group. 
And it wasn't until my oldest son um, was born that I started serving um, in the Sunday school ministry, first in nurseries and toddlers, and eventually um, I've taught through the, the twos all the way to fifth and sixth grade. And currently I'm teaching the pre-K and K class with Alice Liu. And I just wanted to share three blessings that I've received from serving in the children's ministry. The first one um, I want to share is that God is a redeemer of our circumstances. So um, I didn't attend Sunday school growing up, but God has allowed me to learn so many stories about the Bible with the kids through serving in children's ministry these past 17 years. And I just, uh, my, my, I have a senior now, and I realize I'm graduating Sunday school. I'm like, <laughs> I finished, you know, 17 years of Sunday school. So it's a very exciting for me. And so through um, seeing my kids go through Sunday school, I now do have favorite Sunday school teachers. So my favorite Sunday school teachers is um, a couple that taught my son Daniel, and they're Jonah and Leah. I don't know if you guys are here today, but yeah, right? They made such an impact on my son because they brought their creativity, they brought their enthusiasm to teaching, and it made him so excited to go to Sunday school. And you know how God would have it, is now I get a chance to teach their daughter, and I get a chance to sow those seeds into her life that they sowed into my son's life. So that's the great beauty of being a part of Sunday school ministry, is to see how God would work through those different relationships. The second thing I wanted to share was that um, God uses children's ministry as discipleship opportunities. And the two truths I want to teach my Sunday schoolers and my own kids, I, I have two songs that I'm going to teach you guys too, that if they carry these with them for the rest of their lives, it's good enough. You know, the first, you guys might know this. The first one is Jesus loves me, okay? You guys know this? Okay, I'm going to teach you guys hand motions, okay? Point to the palms of your hands, right? That's Jesus for his nails that he took for us, right? So Jesus, and then make a big hug, loves me. This I know. How do we know? For the Bible tells me so. Point to your friends. Little ones to him belong. Pretend you're weak. They are weak, but he is, make your muscles strong, right? We say, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. How do we know? Yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so, right? Isn't that great? Okay. The second one is the B-I-B-L-E. You guys know this one? Okay, so put all your fingers up, fold your Thumb back, that's B, right? B, stick up your little pinky. I, B, L, and then this is the little, I say it's like a little monster coming at you, E. Yes, that's the book for me. Okay, you guys have to stand up. I stand, I stand upon the word of God. Spell it again, the B, I, B, L, E. What does that spell? Bible, right? Good job, right? <laughs> so those two truths, if they hold on to that their whole lives, 
right? No matter what the world teaches them, those two truths they can stand upon. And the last thing is God wants us to pray. God wants us to pray for our kids, for, for one another. Um, this week in a Bible study that, that Tina and I are in, God highlighted this verse to me. And it's Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. And it says this, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how deep and long and high and how wide is the love of Christ. To know that, to know the love and surpassing knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. So I want to encourage you guys to pray about sharing in the blessing of serving in children's ministry. But if you don't feel called to it, I would just ask you guys, ask the Lord to give you one child, one child to pray for that he or she would know how wide, how deep, how long is the love of God. Well, um, I don't have any songs to teach you. <laughs> but I do feel warmer and more comfortable up here because of that. My name is Adam. Uh, I've been with Ambassador for a long time. I stopped counting because the number's always wrong. I've been in church my whole life. Um, I have been in Sunday school, like uh, helping out with Sunday school as early as uh, grade school, like young, young grade school. And so my whole life, everything has been Christian related. I've been in church, Sunday school, all the homeschool groups we were in, they were all Christian and then went to a Christian school, went to a Christian university. So I've been like totally immersed in like a Christian experience, I think almost opposite of what you had. And so I've seen, I've had my favorite Sunday school teachers. I've had the good teachers and some really bad teachers. Um, <clears throat> and I take all that with me. And now I'm doing a bridge right now. But it's been great. Uh, I love kids. I love people. But kids, they're, they're more like um, receptive to a lot of things. And so when you want to talk about the Bible and when you want to share something that you feel is really important, um, they tend to listen a little better than the adults. And so it's this really great opportunity to talk about how impressionable they are and what better way to take advantage of that than to like, do that with the Bible and what God says. There's such this great reward and benefit of doing all this. And so, um, yeah, I love it. Uh, there are... The joys that she talked about, like three blessings. I don't want to go through like three curses, but there are, there are like hard things that you have to push through. Like I've had kids spit on my face. I've had kids, you know, wrestling, grabbing my neck. And when you're the male teacher, you get the rowdy boys, and so they just throw them at you. But um, it's a joy. I love it. I love, I don't, you know what I mean. I love being there with the kids. And um, you, a lot of you are parents. You endure some of these really tough and hard things with your kids. And it's not because you enjoy those things, but you love those kids so much. And I love these kids so much. And so if your kid's in my class, I want to make sure that they learn about Jesus, and learn how to love each other, because they can 
focus on you, and they can focus on the Bible, but then they're so mean to their classmates. <laughs> but that's important, so I want them to like, engage with each other and love each other as well. Um, get involved in Sunday school. My name is Adam. I <laughs> love this church, and I love your kids. Well, um, thank you. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Tina. Thank all of you um, for this. So this, um, what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for you all. I'm going to pray a blessing on our, our um, children and our teachers and all that. But uh, what I want to do, you know, the importance here today is for us just to take a minute to talk about children's ministry. But like we said, it, there's, yes, there's some things that we should know, you know, about our children's ministry and all that. But for all of us in this church, like there's, I, I hope that this message is we just hear the importance of, of, of children in the kingdom of God as we hear the uh, heart, Jesus' heart to love on them, but also as we learn that there's so much we can learn from them. And so I pray, Lord, that as we go from here, you know, as we go out and as when you're sitting, when you see the children around the donut table and all that, that these are chances for you to grow in your faith. And um, just by welcoming them and loving them. And maybe you want to take that next step and say, you know what, I want to serve. I want to be a part of this blessing. Uh, and to, you know, they both said it, that, yeah, they get to teach, but they, you, you both love it. You receive so much as well. And so if you do, please talk to Tina. In, in a couple weeks, we'll have our ministry fair, and you can sign up then. But you don't have to wait till then. Um, jump in right now and um, share in that blessing, Okay. So here's what I'd like to do. Can I, we end this part of our service with, um, we'll still have communion and we'll have some more worship, but can I have any, any teachers that are, if you're teaching in Sunday school and you're here, um, would you stand and just so, because I want to pray over you. And I know there's many that are teaching right now, and so if there's any that are in here, it means it's their, their Sunday off. There's a couple back there. Um, and uh, we're, we're just excited to, um, that you said yes and that you're serving these children in such a, a beautiful and compassionate and loving way. And so would you please join me as we pray for our teachers over there in the back? And they're either in the back or in the front, it looks like. So, um, but let's, let's just pray, um, pray for them. Would you please join me? Heavenly Father, we, we thank you so much for what you are doing in this church. Lord, every Sunday in this church, these children come to enter in these Sunday school rooms, and they sing songs, and they hear messages, but they're greeted with people that love them, that love you and love them. They're greeted in the name of Jesus Christ. And in that, it's a blessing for all of us that we, like we just said, that when we welcome them in your name, we welcome you. What a beautiful thing happens every single Sunday. And I pray that our children would grow up just beginning to understand what it means to abide with you and walk with you and talk with you and hear from you and listen and sing to you, that these habits would be developed here. And we, we pray, Lord, that they would be rooted and grounded in in your love. They, they build their lives upon the word of God. And Lord, no matter what happens throughout life, that you would be their foundation and you would hold them. And they would always come back to you. I pray that you would continue to speak to them. Even those who are so little they can't understand, but they, they can understand you and you can, you can speak to them. I pray that you would continue to be speaking into their lives even as they're in the nursery and as they're growing up 
But all of this is possible because of the saints that love you and that serve in this way. And I pray that you would bless them and you would watch over them and that they truly would be blessed. They would um, experience the love that you have for them through this ministry. And there are tough times of wrestling and, and some difficult times, but there's some beautiful times. And I pray that in all of that, that our church, this village, would come alongside to raise these children to know and to love you. So I pray that you would bless them. Pray what's happening in our children's ministry, that it would be a safe place for all of them, and that they would, they would have their tough questions answered. They would have the, the yearning of their hearts satisfied by you. So Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. You are good, a good God. And may our children put their faith in you as their good God. We love you. We praise you. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for serving the Lord.